Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Oh my God. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to My Lips Aren't Sealed. I'm your host, Kimberly Cobb, from season one and two of TLC's I Love a Mama's Boy, available on Discovery+. Plus. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we begin with anything, I wanted to say thank you for listening. I've received some pretty heartwarming DMs lately just from listeners who are struggling with anxiety like me or body image or just other things that I've talked about on the show. And it just means a lot to me knowing that my podcast has helped in any way at all. Uh, It's really cool and it just makes me so happy. So I love you guys so much. I, of course, I'm sorry if you're struggling with the same things as me, but as always, remember, you're not alone. Uh, I was on a TV show and I now have a panic attack just going to a bar. So it happens. It ebbs and flows. My anxiety comes in and out as life changes and that's okay. Um, we can get through it together. So Louie, don't bark, honey. <laughs> Somebody's walking by my apartment and he is not happy about that. Um, but anyways, I love you guys so much and just happy to be there for you as somebody you can relate to and listen to and just hang out with and by listening to my podcast. So, uh, just wanted to start out by saying that also a kind reminder to join my Facebook group. If you haven't already, it's just my lips aren't sealed. Uh, that's all you have to type in on Facebook and then you just request to join and I will approve you. And if you could rate me five stars, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, also, I don't know what is going on with Apple podcasts, but if you listen on Apple podcasts, let me know if it's only showing 10 episodes because I'm on, this is episode 19, which is crazy. Uh, but I think Apple Podcasts has only uploaded 10 of my episodes. So if it's showing that way on your end too, DM me, let me know. Uh, okay, with all that said, let's get started with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Starting off with this week's highlights, um, As I mentioned in my last podcast episode, I recently started working out again, not so much for weight loss, but more so for my mental health, for anxiety, for just like, just in general, getting back into a routine because I personally do very well with the routine. Even though I hate waking up early, it just starts off my day, right? Gives me a better mindset and makes me feel better. Even if again, I'm not losing weight. So Highlight number one for me is that I just finished a whole week. Well, yes, a whole week. I took Sunday off. Sunday's my rest day uh, of working out. So whether that was 30 minutes on the treadmill, um, taking Louie for walks, and also doing the Kayla It Seems app. So it's called like the Sweat app. If you're interested in trying it, um, it's pretty hard, but recommend it for sure. Uh, just really proud of myself for doing that because 
if you are an athletic person, that probably doesn't seem like a big accomplishment working out for a week straight. But as somebody like myself who has struggled with mental health and my weight has gone up and down over the years and it's, that's fine. But fitness hasn't necessarily been a priority for me over the past few years. I've been dealing with other things. Uh, so it's nice to prioritize that again. I definitely feel like I'm in a better mindset after just even one week. So I'm really excited to see just kind of like where, where this goes. I mean, I don't imagine myself fully committing every single week, every single day for the rest of my life. Of course, no, but just the fact that I'm going, I'm being active again, it feels really good. My next goal is to start going back to yoga. If you remember in my earlier podcast episodes around new year's, I started doing yoga again, love it. I still love yoga. I just haven't had time during my day lately to do it. So I'm going to start prioritizing that my childhood best friend, Danielle, as a reminder, there's two Danielles. I have my childhood best friend, Danielle, and then Danielle that lives here in Austin. So my childhood friend, Danielle, um, she visited Austin for my birthday and she bought me a Lululemon yoga mat as my birthday present. And I need to get more use out of it because it's so nice. Um, very thoughtful gift as well. So going to start doing that, uh, probably next week. Uh, the next highlight for me, you guys, uh, I went on a date. Um, Cinco de Mayo, I went out to the bars with my girlfriends and my, like my stomach hurt all, all day. My anxiety was bad. I was like, I, I'm not going to go. Like, I don't, I don't feel good. Like I, my stomach, I had like literal stabbing pains in my stomach. It wasn't just like nerves or anything. So I wasn't going to go. And then I was like, you know what? I will go. If I still feel sick as I'm out, I'll just go home. You know, I won't really drink too much. So I ended up going out. We tried a new part of town, which was really fun. I really liked the vibe. It was way different than where we normally go out. And I just kind of stuck to like soda water and Sprite. And then like eventually my stomach pain went away, but it took a few hours. Like it hurt. Um, but I went out with my friends, just was sipping on Sprite. And then after we were done, like hanging out in that part of town, my friends are like, let's go to the bars that we normally go to. Cause we know they're always a good time, especially for like a holiday, like Cinco de Mayo, it's going to be busy. So we end up going to a bar that we always go to and I get one, you know, a vodka spray. I'm crazy. She's a crazy girl. Uh, but I got a vodka spray and I'm just chilling. We're hanging out like on the dance floor area and it's like a chill vibe. It's not like crazy party dancing. It's kind of more chill backyard energy. And I see this guy and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> he is so cute. And nobody's talking to him. So I tell my friends, I'm like, Oh my God, do you guys see that guy? Do, they, do you guys think he's cute? And they're like, Kim, I think he might be gay. <laughs> and I like, obviously if you've seen my track record of relationships in the past i tend to be attracted to feminine male energy i love like a manly man but i like a guy who is like well dressed clean cut like 
physically, like obviously like emotionally, I need like a man, man's man, masculine kind of energy. But physically, like I like when a guy looks well-dressed, clean cut facial hair. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but this guy <laughs> was like, my guy to a T. My friends are like, Kim, I, I think he might be gay. And I'm like, damn, I have such a bad gaydar. Like, I, I didn't know. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask anyways. So I go up to him and I've been bringing a disposable camera with me lately just to like get fun pictures. I've been using the same camera since my mom was in town. So I'm really excited to get it developed. But I have the camera with me. And so I went up to him and I was like, hey, would you mind taking a picture of my friends and I? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he's like, oh, this camera's so cool. Also, manly voice and has a Texas accent, like a southern twang. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> so hot. Um, so he takes the picture for us. And I like jokingly was like, oh, how did it turn out? Because like you obviously can't see on a disposable camera. So it was like funny icebreaker. We end up talking for like 10 minutes had good conversation. And then my girlfriends were like, Oh, come over here for a second. So I left him for a little bit to talk to these other, this other guy. And I looked back over at my original guy and he like waved me over. He said, Hey, come here. So we ended up spending the rest of the night together, like talking. And it felt like a first date. Like it's not just normal bar conversation. Like we talked about our families and our pets and what we do for work. And just like, and made jokes and like flirted. And it was really, really cute. Um, just like we just vibed really organically. And it was nice too, that I wasn't super drunk or anything. I was just in a good headspace. He like was in the same position as me. His friend was like very drunk and he was not so much. So eventually his friend was like past a certain level. He needed to go home. So he left and then he asked for my phone number. So of course I gave him my phone number and the next morning he texted me and, um, he asked me out on a date. So that was on Friday. I was busy Friday night. So he planned something for Saturday for us and without going into too many details and boring you guys, he texted me and he asked if I was free at like seven o'clock and we coordinated time and he was like, okay, cool. I bought the tickets and I was like, okay, what did you buy tickets for? And he's like, oh, you'll see. Oh, you guys know me, me and my anxiety. We're like, um, how do I respectfully say I'm an anxious person and I don't do that well with surprises? Like, I need to know what's, what to expect on this date. I was like, oh my God. So I responded, I was like, oh, so cute, planning a surprise date. But for real, like, where should I meet you? And like, how should I dress? And so he responded like super vague and he's like, don't worry, I'll be fun. If I hadn't met him the night before and this was like my first time meeting this guy, red flags, I would be like, no, I'm not going. But because we already connected and like I trusted him in a sense, like he wasn't going to put me in a weird situation. I was like, okay, it's fine. Like it's fine. So my anxiety was through the roof all day. Uh, but I ended up meeting up with him around eight o'clock and we ended up going to, oh, side note. I was so nervous when I first saw him. I felt like I was going to throw up like, which is good. I think it's good to like have those first date nerves 
because that means like you're excited and like this is somebody you want to impress and make a good impression on. And I haven't had those nerves in such a long time. Yes, there's like anxiety, like of course too with like other things, but at the end of the day, like they definitely were first date nerves and I wanted to make a good impression on him because yeah, I really just liked him, like liked his energy, thought he was super cute, tall, beautiful, like, oh my God. So very, very nervous for the date. So he ends up um, planning our date at this pop-up art show. It's like, okay, so basically there was like a hard seltzer company. Can't remember the name of the brand, but they had a event for the launch of their new flavors or something. And so we had to buy tickets and it was like a event slash art show slash live music. And it was so cool. Um, totally not my scene. Like the people there were like, I just stuck out like a sore thumb with my blonde hair and girly girl outfit on. But, um, everybody was very artsy, very hippie. And like, it was just good energy, like very like calming energy from those people. And the artists were super talented. The musicians were really good. And it was cool because we weren't just sitting down at a restaurant talking to each other for two hours. It was us walking around and seeing all these exhibits. We did a photo booth together. Um, we got to like go upstairs at the brewery and walk around. And then there was even like a ball pit kind of thing that we could hang out in and like with like pillows. It was kind of weird, but it was like an icebreaker for sure. Our conversation flowed extremely well and just like he complimented me a lot and, but like not too much, just like very like subtle. His Texas accent is so cute. Um, yeah. So overall it just, we vibed really well. Uh, he's a really nice guy. I could definitely see us going out on a second date. Um, so I'll keep you guys posted. He already texted and asked to hang out again. So we'll see, but that is highlight number two, a very big highlight. Um, yeah, very exciting. As for low lights, um, I was supposed to go out on Friday night and because originally he had asked me out on a date for Friday night and I was like, Oh, I have plans, which I did. And by the time like my plans rolled around, I just got like this huge wave of sadness that rolled over me. And yes, I'm working out, like I'm working on me and like doing all these things to help with like anxiety and depression and all those things. But sometimes your feelings just really take over you and there's nothing you can do, but just wait it out. I mean, it sucks. Sometimes you can push yourself. I need, you know, I need to, with nerves, like I need to push myself out of my comfort zone. But on Friday night, I just got this wave of sadness over me. And where that sadness came from is I was, um, guys, it's my 10 year high school reunion this year. And I found myself creeping on, you know, the Facebook accounts of other people in the group. Cause I lost touch with pretty much everybody from high school. I'm only friends with, you know, a select few. And one of the girls, I was looking at her page and she's just like, you know, just let me start out by saying like, I know I've accomplished a lot by my age. Like I've had, I've graduated college. I've traveled the world, like not bragging, but like, these are things I've done. I've had a freaking reality TV show. <laughs> like I've done a lot. 
But no matter what, no matter where you are in your life, you may still find yourself at times comparing yourself to other people. And so I found myself on this one girl's Facebook who, you know, she's just a beautiful girl. We've still like stayed in touch since high school. So I have her on Instagram, but she has like the perfect fiance. She's lost a ton of weight recently. Like she looks so happy and has all these friends and a great job. And I'm like, dang, like I just got so sad. Like I want that. Like I want that perfect everything. And yes, like I have an amazing apartment and Louis and my job and influencing and I have a lot of things to be grateful for and I am so grateful for everything I have right now. But there's still certain things that I don't have that I want and like seeing other people have those things, it's like, dang, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to have like the perfect fiance and have that life and it's going to happen over time. I know it. I know every everything happens for a reason. Uh, but I got really, really sad and I was all guys. I had my hair done. My outfit was on. I was ready to go out. Um, and I looked pretty good actually, I will say, but I was like, I can't do it. Like I am just in this funky mood and I, alcohol is not going to help it. That's for sure. So I gave myself grace and just let myself stay in and chill. Like that's really all I could do is just like, let myself feel my feelings and then again, have grace with myself. So if you are ever feeling those sorts of ways too, like I feel most people say, and I've probably said it before in the past too, like don't compare yourself to others. And while yes, like I agree, like you shouldn't compare yourself to others. I shouldn't compare myself to others. It's important to realize that sometimes you are going to compare yourself to others and it's okay to like feel those feelings and then like, self-reflect like why was I feeling that way what can I do to like fix like the negative ways I'm feeling like if you like me I'll speak for myself like I don't have like a perfect husband yet or boyfriend or fiance and I'm like so sad about that that kind of gave me the courage to go on the date the following night because I'm like I'm not gonna stay single or I'm not gonna find my partner if I'm like too scared to go out and put myself out there and date so That's just my little mindset there. Uh, It can be hard though sometimes, but know that like you're not alone if you're comparing yourself or maybe somebody got like a way better job than you or your best friend's making more money or somebody lost a ton of weight and you're struggling to lose weight. Like I've been there like with every single one of those examples and your time will come. My time will come. It just, it just takes time. So That was my low light. It's just that wave of sadness. I feel better now, um, but just living in those feelings really sucked in the meantime. So now let's shift on into pop culture and current faves. Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I just finished watching the reunion of Selling Sunset season five, I think. So the most recent episode just came out last week and it was good. Um, Spoiler alerts right now. So if you haven't watched it, fast forward like a few minutes and skip past this. Uh, So you've been warned. Spoiler alerts. So the reunion came out. They had all the cast there on the couches talking, you know, 
doing a Q&A kind of thing with the host. Uh, a few people weren't there at the reunion, including uh, Christine, which was pretty shocking. So I went to her Instagram because I'm like, what is going on? Why is she not here? Um, and she started up her own real estate company. So I think she's pretty much done with the show. They painted her really badly in this last season. And if she did the things that they say she did, okay, then she kind of deserves what was handed to her. But it was still surprising not to see her there. And even more so awkward that she wasn't there to defend herself because I feel like Chelsea ended up having to be like the Christine of the group, like defending Christine's actions. And I'm not the biggest fan of Chelsea, to be honest. I think she's gorgeous. I think she has great style, but she's obnoxious. Like I, I think she's phony and I think she just wanted to be on the show and she isn't like being her authentic self, how she's acting. So and the reason I say that is because they show one picture of Chelsea and her husband, like when they're first introducing Chelsea and her husband during the season, and they show a picture of them, and she looks nothing, absolutely nothing like she does in the show. Like she looks like a normal human being in the throwback picture, but now she's like, of course it's over the top, it's selling sunset. I'm not gonna lie, I love the wardrobe, the outfits, like that's what makes the show interesting too. But Chelsea just seems like a little fake to me, so that's my little bit there. As for the rest of the reunion, Jason really opened up about being sad and heartbroken and still in love with Chriselle, and it was really sweet to see him be emotional and vulnerable, like he literally tears up. And I did not expect that at all. Um, it was really sweet and I felt really bad for him. And then they show the camera on Chriselle and I'm, she doesn't even seem like, she's like frowning a little bit at him, like doing a little pouty face, like to show support for his feelings, but it kind of felt fake too. So I feel bad for Jason. I'm really excited for selling the OC, which is going to be the spinoff show coming out. And I think Jason will, Jason will meet somebody. Jason, if you're listening, I'll, I'll go out with you. I would happily uh, be your plus one. Uh, a few more things about the reunion, though. Chriselle's outfit looks like she's sitting in a bag of Twizzlers. Just have to say that. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Look it up. It's ridiculous. Also, this is a big spoiler. So if you haven't listened to this yet, uh, you haven't watched yet, fast forward. Uh, but Chriselle is now in a new relationship with a person named G flip, who is non-binary, which means they do not identify male or female gender. And like, I just, I was shocked as many people were. I don't think, as I've said before, if you know me, you know, I'm very, very, very accepting of sexuality and people questioning their sexuality and exploring that, um, that's affected my life personally. And so with Chriselle, I was pretty shocked that, you know, she was exploring like her sexuality in that way, especially so publicly, but I'm proud of her. Like it's brave to do that. I don't know much about G flip, but 
I did like creep their Instagram account and it seems cool enough. Like, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about that. I just hope that she's happy and that she is being true to herself, which maybe she is. Maybe that, maybe that like, maybe this is what she needed. I will say <laughs> on the reunion, when they first announced Chriselle's relationship with G flip, the camera is zoomed in on Maya's face. And it is the funniest shit I think I've ever seen in my entire life. She is like so shocked and like looks so confused. And it's not like the relationship's not funny. What's funny to me is Maya's like, the fact that they were zoomed in on her so close. Also like just, it was like a cartoon character reaction. She's like, what? Wait. What, like so caught off guard. And it, part of me wonders too, like, was she the only person who didn't know? Cause the other cast members seem like, yeah, like, yeah, that's cool. Like they kind of seemed like they already knew about it. And Maya was the only person who seemed like they had like a genuine reaction. And maybe it wasn't even because of like G flip. Like it could even just be that like, Chriselle's in a new relationship already. Like what? Like after everything that just happened with Jason and her wanting to have a baby, like, she's already just in a new relationship. So if you haven't watched the reunion, I definitely recommend watching it. It's good. The show's great. I hope there's a season six. I'm not sure if there is, but I'm really, really hoping that there is. Um, as for my current fave this week, sports games, very random of me, very off brand. I loved going to sports games, like sporting games in college. I always went to the football games at San Diego State, all the basketball games when I could. And something about the energy and excitement and community behind sporting games makes me so happy. Like, I love like hearing the announcers and getting your overpriced food and everybody wearing the merch. It's just like, it's so cute. I think it's like a really cute thing that people do. And this past weekend on Sunday, my sister, my friend Danielle, who lives in Austin, and myself went to the Austin FC soccer game, and it was a blast. Um, I actually used to talk to one of the guys on the team, and yeah, I won't talk too much about that, but those soccer guys are smoking hot, by the way. Even if you're not into sports, just go to watch the guys. It's great. It's a great time. But definitely my current fave for sure. I hope I get to go to more games soon. They are pricey. That's the only downfall is like $92 was how much my ticket cost. I'm like, I can't afford. This is a hobby I probably can't afford. But every once in a while, it's definitely a good time. Uh, and it's a fun activity to go to with your friends and or family or even on a date or something. Like It's a really good time. So speaking of dates, that brings us to the main portion of this podcast episodes, which is first dates. Okay. So while dating and first dates are exciting, they can be especially nerve wracking for people like me who haven't seriously dated in so long or people with anxiety or just, just people in general, like first dates, they are nerve wracking. They're meant to be you know, they're meant to make you nervous. I, as I said earlier, I think if you're not nervous, it's probably not a good sign. Like you should probably be like a little bit nervous. Like if you are excited about the person, it's 
okay to put a little bit of pressure on yourself in hopes that they are going to like you. That said, when you are dating, here are some things that I've learned. And of course, I've only gone on a few first dates uh, since my last relationship, but I have gone on many first dates in my life. And so a few like things that I've learned just even prior to the date in regards to like safety. So I've talked about this a lot on my TikTok before I make some dating TikTok content at Kimberly Cobb underscore if you're not following me already. But um, there's a few things in regards to safety that you definitely should consider before going on a first date. So the first thing is before the date, make sure to either FaceTime the person you're going on a date with if you're comfortable doing that or do the spoon test. Kim, what's the spoon test? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, catfish are like a thing, like a real thing. My sister just got catfished literally like a week before last and nothing bad happened. Like she didn't meet up with him or anything, but she found out he was a catfish. And so how you can make sure a person is not a catfish is by doing something I have generally, gen, generally, what's the word I'm looking for? I basically called it, coined the term, the spoon test. So you ask the guy, hey, um, and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a spoon, but say, hey, like just trying to make sure you're not a catfish, LOL. Um, like send me, like, can you, would you mind like sending me a selfie of like you holding up whatever item, like to prove that you're not a catfish. This sounds so strange, like saying it out loud, but it works. So I asked this guy to do the spoon test. It's like, hey, I want to make sure you're real. Take a selfie of yourself, like with a spoon and send it to me. He's like, what the fuck? That's so weird. And I was like, just do it. I was like, I've been catfished before. Just like, just do it. So he did it. And it was him with the spoon and it like worked. Okay, cool. That's him. Also, like other things you can do are like write my name on a piece of paper and put it next to you or um, send me a selfie, like holding up a peace sign or like a kissy face, just like it can literally be anything. So that is a smart thing to do. Or again, if you're comfortable just jumping on a FaceTime and making sure that they are who say that who they say they are. The next thing for safety is to drive yourself. Don't let them know where you live, especially on the first date. Never leave your drink unattended when you go to the bathroom. Uh, unfortunately, roofing is a thing. Uh, I won't go too much into it, but I have been roofied a few times and I'm grateful to say nothing bad has ever happened to me. I've always gotten home safely, but it's a thing and it's scary. And if you are meeting somebody for the first time, don't leave your drink unattended. Like even if you're just going to the bathroom really quick, like you, anything could literally happen in those few seconds. Never, and this one might be controversial because I know a lot of people like to do this, never go on a hike with somebody. I repeat, <laughs> no going on hikes with anybody. Of course, once you're dating for a little bit, yes, okay, hike away, do, do what you want. If you're going to go on a first date with somebody, do it in a public setting. Do not do it somewhere in the woods where something bad could happen to you. Just be smart about that. And the last thing for safety is to do a background check if possible. I know that costs extra money and it can be kind of like difficult to do sometimes, but 
if this is somebody who you're serious about or somebody that maybe you even have like a weird gut feeling about, just go get that background check. It's going to save you a lot of time and money in the long run. Uh, and it's good for your safety. The next little section I'll talk about with first dates are date spot ideas. Uh, as I mentioned, no hikes. Don't want to hike, please. I pray. I pray for you. Don't want to hike. There are so many other fun things that you can do for a first date that aren't awkward and they're more social. Uh, so here are my recommendations. If you are leaning more towards a more traditional date, I, I'm like a big fan of not going to restaurants on dates. I think like, like sushi guy, we had a good date. Like we went to sushi. It was fine, but I prefer something more like interactive or cooler. Like if you are going to go to a restaurant, go to a restaurant with like a really cool view or something like something that you guys can like go check out or see, get up from your table. But alternatively, finding a fun, trendy rooftop bar, that is a total vibe in itself. You don't even, you don't have to drink alcohol either. Like, or you guys can just get apps or something, but having that rooftop vibe, it's super sexy. It's elegant. It's fun. And it gives you something to talk about too. And the view is really nice. Also just being out in the fresh air can be really comforting too, if you are nervous. So that is a very basic, but a great recommendation for a first date. The next thing is finding similar to what my date this past weekend was finding a local event or even like a farmer's market. So a date that you can walk around, you can go see different booths. You can interact with other people, make small talk, find things that you guys have in common based on the things that you're seeing. Like, Oh my God, there's sunflowers at this farmer's market. I love sunflowers. And what if he's like, Oh my God, that's my favorite flower too. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Uh, the next fun date spot idea is doing, if you're a little more risky, an escape room, or if you want something just more like fun and competitive, doing mini miniature golf or bowling. I have never been on a bad date when I've gone mini golfing or bowling. Like those are so fun. It's good to like get like that competitive side, like, and also just see how the person is when they are being competitive. Like that shows a lot about their character too. If they're like a good sport or a bad sport. So, and it's super fun. The next thing, which is when my guy said he was buying tickets, I thought we were going to a concert or something. I really had like no clue what we were doing, but a concert or seeing live music. That's super fun. Especially if you are somebody who enjoys music or you enjoy dancing and you guys can dance a little bit together or just sit there, get a good drink and enjoy the music and make small talk. Uh, it's, that's just always a good time. You cannot go wrong with live music. The next thing, and this depends on how you feel, of course, about animals, uh, going to a zoo or an animal conserve, conservatory, conserve, conserve. Well, I don't know how to pronounce the word conservation, conservation. Uh, one of those, like that's super fun too. Um, just walking around, seeing the animals. I of course like am a big animal advocate. So I definitely like going to like the very humane zoos. I don't recommend going to one that's like run down and depressing, but that's super fun too. I'm a huge animal person. And then you can find out too, if the person you're with is an animal person, if that's important to you. The last two recommendations, 
uh, are going to a workout class. If that's your thing, if you are not athletic like myself, probably not the best thing to do just because it's not something you're necessarily going to enjoy. If you guys are both very athletic, I think that would be a great activity for you guys to go do. Um, if you can convince a guy to do a Zumba class too, I mean, major props to you. But any workout class could do. I mean, even a yoga class, like that's that's hot. Like doing a yoga class together, love it. The last date spot idea is going on a picnic. Uh, here in Austin, we have Zilker Park, which is a great huge park to put out a picnic blanket, bring some food, hang out, enjoy the sunshine, hang out with some dogs and just enjoy the day. And I think that is a great idea as well for a date. I hope you like those first date suggestions. Open for more too. So if you guys have any recs, DM me, <laughs> let me know. Cause I hopefully will be going on more dates with this guy. Um, we need a nickname for this guy too. What are we going to call him? Uh, art show? No, not art show guy. I'm going to, I'm going to think about it because he's so cute. Yeah. Cause sushi guy, that's pretty memorable. Uh, but hopefully I have more dates with this new guy. And if so, I will need more recommendations unless he comes up with places, which would be great. As for the date itself, my biggest tip, like if you are nervous, especially it's also easy to remember that the first date is sometimes the easiest because you just, there's so much to talk about. Literally like my date with that guy was like a five hour date. Like we talked, we stayed out like, and it was so fun. We had so much to talk about. The most important thing to remember too, is just to keep it light and fun. You can even like express to him or her that you are nervous because they might be nervous too. And it could just be something to laugh about and shake the nerves a little bit. What I've noticed that's easy to talk about on dates are like friends and family and like how big your family is. Are you close with family? Then you can scope out like if they're close with theirs or what their family values are. You can also talk about your work and what you're passionate about. I think it's so interesting to learn what other people do and if they are fulfilled with the work that they're doing or if they want to have a career shift or if they're interested in what you're doing too. Like that's, that's a big deal too. Like if they ask questions about what you do and are genuinely curious. Of course, you guys know I'm going to recommend talking about your pets. <laughs> so I love Louie with all my heart. So obviously I want the guy to know, yeah, like Louie's very important to me. And if he is not a dog person, then that's kind of, that is a deal breaker for me. I mean, I have to have somebody who cares about animals as much as I do. So, um, you know, I show pictures of Louie. I have them on deck ready to go. Uh, but pets are so easy to talk about. And, you know, you can tell little stories about them too and find out what animals they have or if they don't have any animals currently, what dog or what animal they would want or if they grew up with one. Like, there's so much to talk about. Another thing you can talk about are just, like, their favorites, their hobbies, ideals. Like, what sports do they play growing up or what sports do they play now? Uh, what they like to do for fun. Another thing that's, like, endless conversation topics is travel. So where have you been? Like, tell me a story about somewhere you went or what was 
My sister always uses this one. She says, what's a place that you traveled to that really surprised you? Like for like how much you liked it. Cause you know, if it's like, what's a place you like really loved? Oh, I really loved Italy or something. But what's a place you went to that really surprised you? Oh, well I went to Albania and I was not expecting it to be like as gorgeous and have so many beautiful activities. And you know, it's just, it, it makes more of a story out of it rather than just like one worded answers. For example, if you were to just say like, oh, where have you traveled to? Oh, I've been to Europe. Okay, like that's the conversation. But if you encourage more stories and long form responses, the conversation's gonna flow a lot more naturally and it's just gonna feel a lot easier for the both of you. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I think the biggest takeaway too for first dates is make sure you're safe. <laughs> Make sure, you know, you're doing an activity together that is interactive and fun and just make sure to keep it light and simple. You know, you guys obviously are attracted to each other. Otherwise you wouldn't be on the date and it's the easy part, you know, just having small talk, having them get to know you. My biggest piece of advice too is think and care less about what they think of you and think and care more about what you think about them. Does that make sense? What matters more is what you think of them rather than what they think of you. Because it's not one way, it's not, what are they gonna think of me? Uh, and of course you wanna make a good impression, but at the end of the day, you need to decide, is this person somebody that I see myself being with, that I wanna continue a relationship with, and that I, um, yeah, could really see a future with? So that just about wraps up this episode of My Lips Aren't Sealed. Danielle is coming over soon and we are going to shoot some Instagram content. I have a partnership coming up soon with Kiss Press On Nails. You guys know I love Kiss Press On Nails, like die hard. I reached out to the brand and sent them a few videos of mine that went viral on TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I love your nails. I'd love to work together. Uh, let's do it. So now I have a partnership with them coming up. I have to shoot some content and Danielle's going to come over and help me. So very, very grateful for her and friends that are there to support you when you need them. On my next episode, again, TBD, but I'm thinking I might have Danielle come on the episode. So if you guys have any ideas of things you want us to talk about, let us know. I'll probably post maybe a few story uh, pictures, question box kind of things with some pictures of Danielle and I for Q and A's you guys can ask us. Uh, but very excited for that. If you have any questions about the things that I talked about during this episode, send me a DM and a follow on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb, C-O-B-B. I will be sharing new podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and YouTube. And if you've enjoyed listening, please make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will chat more next week.